I should thump those boys for doing that for, to me right before the message, though. <laughs> oh, man. God only has one begotten Son, but He has uh, many sons and daughters. And it says in verse 6 of Galatians chapter 4, And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Uh, Lord, you're my dad. Just think of the, the privilege that it is to, to be able to say that. To be able to say to the Lord, you know, you're, you're my dad. And I know that I've, you know, I know I've let those boys down at times, for sure. And uh, you've, had, you've had some people let you down in your life. Maybe your earthly father let you down. Some people even have their, their earthly father's be missing, abandon them. But you know, your Heavenly Father, <laughs> your Abba Father, never do that. Never let you down. You know, I talked this morning about how our Father loves us. How our Father loves us. You know, one of the factors in young people's perception of God is to what degree and how their fathers demonstrate love. And you may wish that wasn't so, and uh, you may think that that is overstated, but I've been around long enough and been around people long enough, been around young people long enough to, to see that that's true to, to a large degree. Now, it doesn't have to end up, thankfully, being their whole picture of who God is. But there's something about the way God set it up that... There is, there is a representation of God our Father ideally in young people's lives in the form of their father, especially in their, in their younger years. And good or bad or not, a lingering impression for many young people of what God is like is from what they see in, in, their, in, their, in their earthly fathers. So as fathers, it would really benefit us and it would benefit our children to study how God loves us. <laughs> to see the heart of God so that we can learn of Him and so that His nature can be reflected through us so that those we're seeking to Perhaps be the ones in whom they see God, I saw Jesus in you. That they do see us to be faithful. That they see us to, to represent God by His grace, generally in an accurate fashion. And today may be an opportunity for us to learn more, to be able to do that more accurately. Now this is not a time to make us in, ungrateful towards our, our imperfect fathers. Because there is that sense where it's, it's unfair to compare fathers, especially to the Heavenly Father. And 
Sometimes when we, when we have a day like Father's Day, we use it for the wrong purposes. We use it to say, well, you know, my father had all these shortcomings. Or so maybe as, as dads, we, we kind of wallow in the fact that we, you know, that we failed so miserably in, in so many ways. But look, the whole message today is not for those purposes. Our message today is the glory in who our Father is, who's, who's, who does not change, and, and who is always that perfect portrayal of what a father should be. And to learn from that, to rejoice in that. And, you know, for, for, for our Heavenly Father's sake, maybe there needs to be a forgiveness in our heart towards our earthly fathers. And to, to realize that you know, generally speaking, you know, dads, they're, they're fallen individuals just like you are. And they're, they're doing the best they can, you know, at the time for what they know how uh, to make an investment in us as children. And, uh, you know, I have a great dad, but I'll tell you a little secret. My dad wasn't perfect. He's a great dad and, and uh, I honor him today. You know, but there, there, there's times in, in different ways in, in which, uh, you know, I, I could, if I were to focus on it today... In, in which I could say, you know, that maybe he, he had some shortcomings. But my dad, he did his best for us before the Lord. He did a great job, and God gave him grace to, to do that. And we, we can always be learners. If we don't have our parents with us anymore, you know, well, we can, we can learn today. We're still here to invest. They're not. Um, if you're still fathering and you have children of different age, and I, I've said a number of times I hear, you know, um, uh, fathering adults is a whole different ball game. Um, you got to learn where you belong, where you don't in that scheme of things anymore, you know. And uh, realize, I don't know, I was given, I have a, I have a, a, a 20 year old, I have 20s, I have, a, I have a 30 year old now. Not sure how that happened, being such a young guy as I am. Um, but anyways, I was talking to, to one of my boys the other day, and I was giving him the business because he had, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he, just, he was working late, and uh, he had to get up early and work the next morning, and he, and he had a cough, and I was, I was basically treating him like a little boy. You know, I'm saying, you got this cough, you just got home, it's like 10 o'clock, and you're talking about going back to work at 5 in the morning? I said, I, I think that's foolish. And then, I, then I, I got thinking about it a little, I'm like, I'm talking to a 20-year-old man here. You know, and basically at this point, I mean, if he's looking for some input from me, I can give it. But he's a man. Right. And uh, mom has a little more recourse in that regard, I think, to, to a certain degree. Um, but, uh, you know, dads, we're there to support our, 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 our you know, our, our, our sons who are men and uh, and give them some wisdom if they're, if they're looking for it. Be good examples to them. And uh, it's a whole different thing, you know, from when they're little and you can just say, hey, you know, get over there and do that for you, you know. Um, and they, 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 you're, you're bigger than they are, so they have to do what you say, right? <laughs> um, so, well, God is good, and God, God is so loved. So let's talk, about, let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about God's love for us. Let's go to 1 John 4.16. And at the end of 1 John 4.16, I'm just going to give a, 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 a many different verses today that just talk about different aspects of God's love. In, in, in 1 John 4, 16, it has this, this uh, great phrase about God and this enduring phrase. It says, God is love. <laughs> it 
In other words, God's love for us, it's, it's characteristic. You know, it's, it's not a show at a certain time. It's not that God uh, was loving at a moment. It's not that God, you know, did the right thing by us as children at a certain point in time and demonstrated here and there that, that he was loving. It's the fact that God characteristically is love. Now, that's a huge challenge for a dad. Because as a dad, I would love to think that each one of my boys would, as they think of me, that they would think, you know, God, that, that God you know, certainly loves me, but my dad was a loving father. My dad, as I think of him, one of the things that I think of him as is that he loved me. Now, it's not characteristic of me, humanly speaking, to be loved like God is. But yet, as God teaches me about love, and as I learn to love unselfishly, like God, you know, giving of myself and, 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 uh, and, and putting others first and putting my family first and putting my sons first and, and truly showing them that I love them. You know, it is a great challenge to think like just as God is love, that's who he is, that our children, when they think of us, they think of us as being loving as well. You know, my parents, they love me. They love me. It's characteristic of them. It's what comes out of them on an ongoing basis towards me. And that's the second thing that I want to talk about with God and his love, is that God's love is continuous. God's love is continuous. Let's go to Jeremiah 31.3. God is love. And I'm so thankful for my Heavenly Father that when I think of Him, it's not, I'm not wondering what mood He's going to be in that day, right? I'm not, I'm not wondering, is He going to demonstrate love today or not? Am I going to get love from my Father today or am I going to feel rejected by Him today? You know, God is love. And whoever it is that you might look to to take the place of that, you're never going to find it to that degree. And if you feel like others have fallen short in their love towards you, let me tell you, God the Father loves you. He is love, and He loves you continuously. In Jeremiah 31.3, it says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And, uh, you know, I thought of times where um, even as the boys got older and they kind of went through different phases and, and stuff, you know, um, one of the most interesting ones is between like 15 and 17, they have like a perpetual brain cramp, you know, for like two years. That's kind of interesting to navigate to a certain degree. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, could, it can be kind of frustrating at times. Like, hey, 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 planet Earth calling, you know, wish you were here. What's going on? Right. Um, and uh, trying to get them to and. and and some of the stuff they, that they do, and then I remember, I was like, I think I used to do some of the same things when I was at that, that age. Like things that just like, like made no human sense whatsoever. And, and then once they do it, they're like, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, what do you think the effect of that choice was going to be? Like the, the million people before you that did that same thing, the same thing happened to them. And you thought somehow you were going to be an exception to that, right? Well, I don't know, you know. Uh, but look, you know, then I think how God the Father must look at us sometimes. We're really silly creatures at times. I know we're made in God's image and we're God's, you know, God's children and we have a relationship with Him and everything. But think about how God must look at you and some of the things you do sometimes just think, what on earth? You know, <laughs> that's what I created there? Wow. I thought I'd give Him a little more measurable brain waves than that, right? And, uh, but God, 
He loves us continuously. And with his loving kindness, he draws us. And you know what our children need when they're going through awkward times and when they make dumb decisions and when they do foolish things? They need to know that we love them continuously. Just like God loves you with an everlasting love. What is going to draw ultimately a young person more into a, a, a walk with the Lord in right relationships with others? Is it going to be when you give them the business in a harsh manner when they're not measuring up? Is that really going to woo them? You know, you give them a piece of your mind, you slap them in line, you tell them how it has to be, and you know, you're going to... Okay, for the moment that might work. But you know what God does? With loving kindness, He draws us. And He loves us continuously. And when He does have to say, hey, 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 you there? <laughs> he loves us at that moment. He wants our attention, not so he can give us the business. He wants our attention because he loves us and because he values our presence and our attentiveness and, 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 what he, and the truth that he wants to give us from his heart at that point. And, uh, and he loves us with a continuous love. And that's a great challenge to me as a dad, you know, because um, so many times as far as is what we enjoy out of others, that's kind of dependent on what they're doing at the time. Right? If the, if, the, if the brand of love we're talking about is just that we enjoy that person. You know, I feel good about being around them. That's going to come and go with anybody, especially the people you're living the closest to. Okay? That's a real proving ground for love right there. The people you live the closest to. Not the people you can put on the dog with when you're out in public, you know, and when you're here and there, when you got, you know, you're, you're experiencing them in small dosages. But the people that you're around all the time, what do they see of your heart that you truly love them continuously? Through the ups and downs, through all the things you're going to have to navigate, because there's no family where it's always going to be smooth sailing. That does not exist on planet Earth. And, uh, and so God looks at us and his family, and he says, man, <laughs> these people, they got, they got issues. You have issues? All right. Your kids have issues. Uh, God knows you've got issues, right? But what does he do? He loves you continuously. He loves you continuously. And, uh, and you're my son. You know, I love you. Uh, nothing can change the fact that I love you. Now, I may not always be happy with you at the moment, but that doesn't change the fact that I love you. That I love you. And uh, number three. Number three, God's love is communicated. God's love is communicated. And I'm not going to look at a particular verse for this one. I'm just going to point you to the Bible. In the Bible, um, almost 500 times in the Bible, it talks about the concept of God's love. And you know what God's love, what, what it, who is it directed to? It's directed to, to people who can have a relationship with Him. He loves you. And it's communicated in His Word over and over again. And plus, He tells me things like, you know, you can come and talk to me whenever you need to. You can boldly uh, approach my throne of grace in your time of need. Son, daughter, when you need something, come and talk to me. You don't have because you don't ask. <laughs> come and talk to me. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you're, what, what you're, uh, what's in your heart, what you're struggling with. I want to hear what's going on. 
I want to I have communication with you. And I communicate to you the fact that I love you. And this, this book, over and over and over again, it was given to us. And it, it's articulated the fact that God gave us his word and his heart and his plan because he loves us. Because he loves us. And, uh, and so it's communicated. And think of that with the people that God has put into your life that he wants you to have a relationship with. God tells you that he loves you, and he tells you that often. He say, well, you know, I mean, people, I mean, my kids, you know, I go and work, and I, I bring, you know, put food on the table, and, you know, they got a roof over their heads. I mean, uh, what else do they want? they have to hear I love them too? Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Because God loads up, us up with benefits all the time, but he still takes the time to say, I love you. He communicates it. And, uh, and just, uh, just a simple phrase like, you know, son, yeah, I'm glad you're my son. I love you. I love spending time with you. He said, well, my father never did that with me. Your heavenly father does. He does. And you know what he shows you? He shows you the fact that maybe someone else let you down in that regard, but you can do that for others now. I mean, do you want to say, well, you know, nobody said do that for me, so I'm not going to do it for nobody else either. That's the wrong approach. <laughs> God says, I love you. And God says, you know, I'd like for you to be able to communicate that to others that you love as well. Put your heart out there a bit. Get it out into the open. It's awkward sometimes. The devil wants it to stay weird, you know? But it's not. It's just saying, I love you. I'm glad that God put us together. And, uh, and those are very powerful words. They're very powerful words. It's a short phrase, but it's a powerful phrase. And God gives it to us often. Number four, God and his love is connected. And he wants to be connected. Proverbs 18.24. Proverbs 18.24. Let's turn there. Proverbs 18.24. And you can uh, highlight, underline these verses if you like. But Proverbs 18.24, it says, There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I believe that's a reference to the Lord. And I believe it's talking about there that you can talk, you talk about, uh, you know, uh, brothers are close and, and, and brothers, uh, you know, look out for one another. And God is saying here, I love spending time with you. I want to be closer to you even than a brother. And the first two human beings, as he, as he, as he uh, uh, walked with them in the cool of the day, and as they, as they uh, turned their hearts from him, what did he do? He went and looked for them. Why? To restore them, to be connected with them. And, you know, there's nothing that you can do that changes God's heart's desire to be connected to you. And they had wronged God. And they had betrayed him. And what does God do? He looks for them again and he says, where are you? I want you to come back into the open and be connected with me. I want to have an ongoing relationship with you. I want to spend time with you. And, and as, as fathers and as all of, all of us who want to demonstrate love towards some, some, to somebody, you know, it takes time. You've got to spend time with them. And that's one of the things that God helped me to see early is, you know, I can have all this activity going on, all this so-called ministry and all this stuff. But my first ministry, the ones I, had, I was called first to invest time in with no apologies, were my sons. God first, my wife and my, that was my first line of discipleship. And the Bible says, as a pastor, if I'm not discipling at home, I have no business trying to expand my realm of influence from there. 
And, uh, and so just say, hey, look, just spending time. It takes time. Hey, look, I know, I know we got to put the hours in to provide and to work. But, you know, our sons know and our daughters know ultimately beyond that. They know you got to work. They know you got to spend time doing a lot of things. But do they know that in your heart, your desire is to be connected with them and to, and to spend time with them? Just to spend time with them. And, and when those times come, just say, hey, I love spending time with you. Portray that. Don't just say it, you know, portray it. And that's what God does uh, with us. And uh, number five. God's love. Now, I know this is, this is a pretty positive message, and, and, and I don't want you, you know, you're going to hear this term, and you're going to think it's taking a turn, but it's not. God's love is confrontational. God's love is confrontational. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. Hebrews 12, verse 6. Hebrews 12, verse 6 says, I'll wait for you to get there. Hebrews 12, 6 is talking about the Lord's love. And it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he what? He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. And here's the thing about God, is God loves you too much to leave you in a bad place. All right? God loves you too much to let you stay doing self-destructive things. Now, a loving, a loving parent needs that to, to find that, that balance in things. Hey, I love you. I accept you unconditionally. I will always love you. You'll never cease to be my child. But right now, because I love you, you need to hear something in regards to, to your behavior. I love you. I love you too much to let you keep doing that. And the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. And sometimes uh, parents are being enemies to their children because they don't love them enough to confront them on folly and to follow through on some chastening that needs to be done at that time. Now, if I give you the word chastening, does that, does that have a negative connotation to you or, or, or a positive connotation? Chase to chasten. Well, God says, I love you, so I chasten you. And the term chasten means to purify. It means to make clean. It means to put something in order. Now, the Bible says that the, that the anger of man does not do the work of God. And so if you show up as the great chastener, right, just so that you can, uh, uh, just, just so you can uh, demonstrate your anger on a child who let you down, that's not going to... Show a loving God to that child. But if you come representing God who says, you know, okay, you have a job to do here, and I've given you some responsibility in this, and I, I, I love you, so I chasten you, and I'm asking you to do the th same with your children, then you can do that with the right approach and with the right spirit out of love. You say, I love you, but this is wrong. D didn't we talk about this before? And now there's going to be some, con I love you, there's going to be some consequences to this. So this can be a lesson at this point of the fact that this is not, this isn't good. This is harmful to you. If you set patterns in this way, this could be destructive to you. I love you too much to let you go down that road. And, uh, and you know, uh, I mean, I, I, know, I, know, I know the old sayings. I mean, I had a dad who loved me and chasing me, and, you know, and he, he gave me, uh, you know, the same lines that we give sometimes. This hurts me more than you. Well, I'm not sure about that. 
Maybe it hurt him in a different way, all right? But it didn't hurt him in quite the same way, I guarantee you that. Uh, but the fact of it is, my dad loved me enough to call me out on some things and to, and, to, and, to, and to break the momentum of foolishness. And it wasn't something that lingered. Hey, look, we deal with this, right? We get it right, and then we move on together. There's not, I'm not angry at you. I'm not going to be looking at opportunities to remind you about this now, right? To hold this over you. It's because I love you. They're chasing. That's what God does with us. That's what God does with us. He loves us. And, uh, and I love you too much to let you keep doing that. Number six. It's a good word to follow up with on that concept. God's love is compassionate. Let's go to Psalm 103, verse 13. Psalm 103, verse 13. This, this is one of the verses that I've thought of probably, this might be the verse I've thought of the most often when it comes to parenting. It just comes to my mind over and over again. In Psalm 103, verse 13, I'm not sure where I first noticed it, but it says, it talks about a father here. Psalm 103, verse 13, it says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. He remembers that we are dust. And uh, look, we need to, God is, is, he's compassionate with us. He looks at us and he knows that we're about dust. And we're going we're gonna to have failures. We're going to fall on our faces. We're going to make bad choices. He pities us. Because he knows we're about, du- about dust. And he has compassion on us. And he works with us, right? And, 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 he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't say, hey, look, um, I had much higher expectations of that from you in particular, so I'm done with you. <laughs> uh, he says, look, let's get back in the saddle here. I know you're about frail. I'm here to help you. I am for you. God in his compassion, he is for us. You know what I'm saying? Can you sense when someone's for you and who, who they are when, they, when they're not? I mean, when I know a person is for me, it doesn't mean like that, you know, I just mean that, I'm not talking about like this popularity contest. I'm talking about that I know they have my best interests in mind. I know they're for me. They can get by with a lot. Because I know they're for me. And when we look at God, we know that he's for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? We know God is for us. And so when God gets after us, when God gives us, you know, he... he he, he comes to us and, and, uh, and, and gives us some hard truth. When God is working in our life, always remember He knows you're but dust. And He's there to help you. He's there to help you. And, uh, and um, He says something like, you know, I love you. I know it's hard. I understand. I love you. I know it's hard. I understand. And I need those words at times. You know, I needed to know that God loves me. He understands that some things are difficult. He's for me. He's there for me. And, uh, you know, our, our, those that we love need to know that too. I've got your back. I understand. As a pastor, you know, I understand. Life is hard. And when someone's struggling with something, it's very easy to say, why would that person who's been a Christian for all these years be struggling with that? 
Give me a break. <laughs> God says, I love you. I know it's hard. I understand. How can we get through this now? How can we get through this? Right? And uh, oh, the heart of God, the heart of a loving God. Last of all, for today, there's many other aspects of God's love, just scratching the surface today. The love of God, so that we're not worried. So we're not reactionary. Instead, we can proceed with purpose and with expectation because we know God loves us and, and, and we don't have to fear. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee, the Bible says. And, uh, and look, fear is a feeling that comes. And the feeling isn't wrong. It's what we do at that point. At that point of being fearful, can we look to a loving God that says, in my perfect love, I want to help you cast out that fear. I don't want you to live a life of fear because I love you. Because I love you. Sad to say, there's many children today that live lives of fear. They're afraid of the very people that are supposed to be looking out for them. That's a terrible thing. God's not like that. God helps us cast out fear. And children should be able to look to the adults in their life and say, these are my protectors. They would never harm me on purpose in any way, shape, or form. And they would stand as a firewall between me and anyone that would try to harm me. And believe me, there's a lot of people that are after our children today in our country. They're after our children. And what we need to do is we need to say, you know what? I'm going to stand up for the children. I'm going to stand up for the unborn children. I'm going to stand up for the children of any age. I'm going to be a truth teller. I'm going to love them. I'm going to guide them. I'm going to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of God. And I'm going to try to live by God's grace. I'm going to try to have them live a life that's free of fear. It's free of fear. And, uh, you know, what they've been taught to a large degree lends itself to fear continuously. What are people going to think about me? Am I going to measure up on social media? Um, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to, you know, make enough money? I mean, the pressures on young people today, they're fearsome. And they lead them to a life of fear. And, you know, God says perfect love casts out fear. Let's, let's, by God's grace, work in young people's lives so they can have a life of peace, trusting God. Let kids be kids. Let them grow up to be matured, to trust God more and more, and to be able to, without fear, have a personal relationship with a God that will take care of them forever. And that they would see those glimpses in us of, of the love of God. And that we would, by God's grace, be more faithful and more strengthened day by day to be more accurate portrayals of who the God of love is. Now, you know where that's needed? It's needed in churches. Young people in churches, at home and in church, there should be a continuation there and a partnership of showing the love of God. God is gracious. God is compassionate. God loves you. God is for you. God brings you truth to help you. And for young people to grow up, being able to be joyful about who God is and about who the people that represent God are. To be able to be joyful about that. Um, man, you know, those people in my church, you know, those adults, they love me. Yeah, I know I'm just a kid. 
And I know I'm probably annoying at times, but they love me. And they love God. And, uh, and I get the feeling, you know, I get the feeling that the church is a safe place where people care about me. And it's kind of an extension of my home where they care about me and love me there as well. And my parents aren't going to shove me into situations where there's people that don't really care about me there. And that there's going to be, you know, something that's threatening. And they, they, they try to talk to me about a God that if I'm naughty, that he's going to smack me, you know. God loves us. God loves kids. Jesus said, let those kids come to me. I want to spend some time with them. The heart of God is a heart of love. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Perfect love casts out fear. You know what people ultimately are afraid of the most? They're afraid of death. Because they can't control that. They're afraid of getting sick and dying. And they're afraid of what's going to happen then. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Even death does not have to be feared. Because of the love of God. Because of the love of God. I hope you put your trust in Him uh, today. He loves you. Let's pray.